This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the shows such as the Goatheads Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast. We cover Bills, Sabres, and more, with more shows on the way very soon. And the Cast Source Podcast Network covers many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. We are back. We're back, gents. We're back. You'll pop up in a second. There we are. There's a little little out cue there. And we are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, And as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. After a brief hiatus, the cruise ship Wi-Fi really messed us up last week, unfortunately. But without further ado, we've got some Bills Sabres. Lots of Bills and sabers to go over since we've missed it so without further ado fellas let's kick it into the bills topic free agency free agency <laughs> nfl free agency it's been a beautiful thing it's been a beautiful thing i love it i love getting back into some serious nfl news um it's been over what three months now since the bills last played a football game it's really tough to think about um but you know we're what over three months Is, like hasn't it been i'm like they played in mid-january like two a little over two. Oh, it's only March. You're right. I thought I'm, I'm thinking it's like April time, you know, but unfortunately only two months. So scaring me farther away than we think from the next season, but let's just talk real quick on some signings. The bills have done and, you know, we'll get into some NFL general as well. Uh, the Lamar Jackson debacle, the Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat results, which are still n- not concluded. So what are you, yeah, they're pending. There's the spinning wheel of death right above his head now. So what do you guys think though? Thinking about the Bills in general, overall, just general thoughts to kick it off. Well, Michael, since we we, we talked to Evan Harrington a couple of Fridays ago about, you know, I'll let, I'll let you kick us off here, bud. Oh, okay. I mean, I think um, they didn't have that big splashy thing like Von Miller last year. But, you know, I think all the signings so far have been practical. I think we knew they weren't going to be um, big spenders this year. I think they got some nice depth pieces. Um, I think. Some of them are honestly a little underrated. I mean, like Taylor Rapp, like he's been a starting safety for four years in LA. He's won a Super Bowl. If say Hyde isn't ready for the year or one of them goes down, like I'm definitely fine with him starting over like when we had Jaquan Johnson. Um, I'd say Damian Harris is a really nice pickup because he's more of like a power back. And I mean, he had that game against us where he kind of torched us. So, you know, I think he's an upgrade. I, I Maybe not an upgrade over Singletary, but at least a different type of runner. Because I feel like Singletary and um, James Cook were somewhat similar. So we finally have that bruiser, and I think that puts to rest any uh, Derrick Henry rumors. Um, Rip the king. Yeah, I mean, just a few depth signings, um, like Trent Sherfield, uh, David Edwards, Kyle Allen. <laughs> the quarterback room is full of Allens. Um, like, it's, it's just not... 
honestly surprising, but like I know Bean said, like during that next phase of free agency, we might be more active. So plus, you know, we need cap space to sign our draft picks. And um, I think this kind of uh, shows that we're all in on drafting probably linebacker in the first round because like Tremaine getting 18 a year with Chicago is like, yeah, there's no way we were able to match that. And, you know, there are some other good free agent linebackers that we didn't get. You know, Bobby Wagner went back to Seattle. TJ Edwards went to Chicago too. Levante David back to Tampa. So, like, I think we're going to want to reset at middle linebacker. Yeah, I think they've done an interesting job from the fact of it seems they're lined up fully to go full-blown defense, which I know people don't draft full-blown defense. So I know people aren't probably super excited for it, but I, I, I've liked that. Well, they haven't made the big move. They just made kind of like consistently made right moves, I would say. Like they've upgraded the depth on your roster. You know, Damian Harris, you know, you knew he might possibly want to be a Bill after, I think last year, last offseason, he was able to pick on NFL Network what game gets aired. And he picked the game that he had like three touchdowns against the Bills, but the Bills beat them in Foxborough. So it was kind of bizarre that he did the game that this team lost. Yeah, you think it'd be the game where he ran like 45 times on us and single-handedly won the game. But Yeah, watch watch as Joe and I freeze in the 70-mile-an-hour wind as he rushes for a 70 That's still like a a horrible – not horrible. Like it was a good experience to have together, I think, but just like – that game is like forever going to be in my mind as one of the Great. worst ones I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was, it was a slow start of the game. And all of a sudden it's like, Hmm, that is a big hole. Hmm. He's gone. <laughs> That's a touchdown. What? Remember when they were saying Mac Jones was so good in that game, but he only threw three times. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but I think a lot of the holes in the roster that we were talking about it have, I, I don't know filled is the right word, but you feel a lot better about um, wide receiver adding Deontay Hardy, who now replacing McKenzie. Hopefully, he can give you something. I do think it's interesting doing more research on him that he did have a turf toe surgery that you know you're gonna get back healthy 80% of the time, but you're only gonna get back to what you once were 27% of the time, according to banged up bills. So, I think that's a little bit concerning. Um, but again, if he's really look you know from the press conference and all, it seems like he's more wide receiver four compared to Shakir. So I like that move. I like. I, I'm a big Sherfield guy. I mean, my dad always called him the goat because he dropped that touchdown uh, like late in the season against the Bills in the regular season matchup, and he always was just number 14 for the draft. But he's one of the best run blocking wide receivers. Is a good gunner on special teams, so we kind of, and he has really good speed, so it's kind of just a better version of Jake Kumaro. So I just like how I feel like they've upgraded on people on, on their depth. And also, you know, added competition throughout the roster. Yeah, I would agree with you. Damian Harris, I mean, I when I was away, I could see the notifications pop up on my phone. I just couldn't act on them, couldn't press them to, like, read more. So I saw Damian Harris pop up, and I said, fantastic. I love it. Uh, people can stop saying to draft B. John Robinson in the first round, which I still see a lot of people saying, um, or taking Derrick Henry. Where, you know, I was a proponent of that, I think, very vocally on this podcast as well but uh i'm happy with damian harris especially considering that game a couple years back and the way he has played in the belichick system you know where they're rotating running backs on and off he's still produced so i'm very okay with that and then i like the the defensive signings i'm gonna be honest with you because you you gotta think you know we we need to have more more depth because we struggled with that last year the injury bug hit us hard early 
early, early in the season. And uh, depth was not our friend necessarily. So we had a couple guys step up, right? But then even those guys got hurt. Uh, the rookies we had in there, Benford broke his foot in this against Baltimore, I think, right? Or was that someone else? I think Crowder broke his ankle against Baltimore. Benford broke his hand against um, That's what someone. it was. Yeah, it was early, though, early in the season. Um, but I just think I, I, I like these depth signings. I don't, need a, I don't need a superstar. I don't need a firecracker blockbuster signing. I, I just like to see that they're still trying to commit to making the team the best it can be and building around what they already have, which already works because the Bills are still third highest odds to win a Super Bowl. Unlike, you know, most people are saying it's do or die. The team's on the downfall. You know, anything you see, whatever. I'd rather not be the favorite. I'm going to be honest with you. I think underdog mentality, hungry dog runs faster. I think that benefits us in the long run. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I like the depth. I like the depth. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm going to propose a question here. It's a silly question. Okay. <laughs> Which player on the Bills picks up number zero? I was just about to ask that. Calvin Ridley, the gambler. He looks good in number zero for Jacksonville. See, Micah Parsons might switch to zero. I think if anyone does it, I think it's Naheem Hines. The rule is it can't be a defensive or offensive lineman, right? That's only like no lineman. Yeah. Could be anyone. Imagine Von. Honest to God, honest to God, if before he got cut, I would have said McKenzie just because I think he'd be the kind of guy that would wear zero. Josh. Um, Josh should be fun. No, you know why Josh would never do it though? That's because you know how much money he would have to pay for like all those people that have to like, like you have to pay for like all the jerseys that you have out, like in stores that are 17 to get to zero. That's why Josh would like, like, I, that's why I can't believe Micah Parsons, like just going to like, if, I doubt he does it. I think Calvin he's going to realize how much, how much, like how much funds it's going to cost him to replace all the number 11 jerseys on the shelf. And he's going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Calvin Ridley will just hit the casino and sports game will make the money to pay it off. So it's okay. Damn. You know, he'll, he'll make it back. But uh, you know, I don't you know, know, I, you know. You know how I will say? Huh. I, I think they're allowed to do it. T-Bass. I think T-Bass. T-Bass. That's my, that's my, that's my bet. Two's I bet kind T-Bass. of his number though, I feel like. Mm-mm. Like T-Bass. I feel like we got to look at people who kind of got pushed into their number. Like they got switched to it, you know? I don't know. Someone was saying Milano. I mean, maybe. That'd be interesting. I, have no, a I don't want to see a number zero. Number's gross. Not even a number. Is this zero wait, not even a number? Wait a second. I'm gonna have to find. We had th- wasn't there a debate about this in like the first two episodes of the podcast? We talked about single digit numbers. Yeah, I still I think, it. I think zero came up, and Mike still said it was the most disgusting number you could put on a jersey. So it is. I'll have to, I'll have to zero? Dig that. Really? It's not even a number. I just think it's funny. Why can't I be like a negative number then? I want to be like negative thirteen or something. Now here's the question. Why not? I love the question. Why can't I be infinity? The single digit numbers, right? Infinity is more of a number than zero. Just turn an eight sideways. That's all you got to do. Yeah, like I'll just be infinity. But here's what you do. If you want to be number one, but the singular number one is taken, you just do zero one now. No. Just combine them together. Why not? I mean, if they're if they can do whatever they want with the numbers anyway, you might as well, right? Why do I even need a number? They have names. Speaking of names, one more question about back of jerseys, okay? This has been a question I've seen floating around a lot. Are the Allens going to have first first initials? Because then, also, Dom, that would be 
if Josh ever had to put a J on his jersey, he would have to buy the jerseys as well. And I don't think though. No, I don't think. Think about all the uh, the Johnsons and Jacksons and Williams we've had, and they didn't like Kyle Williams. Mario Williams didn't have it. Yeah, I think in that scenario, Jaquan Johnson, Taron Johnson. You don't think Johnson. you have to pay it in that scenario? No, no. But I agree with Mike that they're not going to do that. J. Ew, no. The only the only time I thought that was appropriate was when it was the Sedins. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Or you could be like Gordy Howe and literally say Gordy Howe. That that was well, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> full name. If you had to pick though, back to free agency signings, you had to pick one. That's the creme of the creme, creme de la creme. Sorry, who would it be? The best signing. Best signing. Sorry, I'm distracted. It's like snowing out right now. Oh, we do live in Buffalo. How about that gross weather? out? Oh my god, it's gross. Sorry, I distracted. I think it's tough because for me, it's like I wouldn't say that they've had like bad signings. I also wouldn't say they've had like A plus signings. It's kind like, of been a B tier. I but, feel but like. But like, if we go okay to like rephrase the question to like the second part of the question too would be like best value. Like I'd honestly say the best value signing was Taylor Rapp. Like that dude's a starting caliber safety. Now him sliding into number three, maybe they're even going to have more three safety looks. They did that a lot uh, in 2017 before Tremaine, before Taron Johnson. You don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's a wrinkle that McDermott's going to put on the defense now that he seems to be calling plays. Like maybe they're going to have more three safety looks, you know, Taylor Rapp, more of a really good tackling, tackling safety and, Obviously, we all know an Achilles heel this defense has been tackling. So adding a adding a guy that could tackle very well is is pretty big. Um, so I would say, like from a value perspective, it's probably Taylor Rapp. Um, from an actual, I don't know, from an actual player perspective, I'm I guess I'm intrigued to see the upside of uh, Deontay Hardy in the offense, but just because I those you know those guys are twitching, can get open fast has speed like Josh loves those kind of guys. And if he can get open and, you know, yak, get a bunch of yak yards, I think, I think his ability maybe in the offense to unlock something that the bills just didn't have last year uh, with McKenzie. Well, you know, we're fans of yak on this show. That's one thing we have talked about frequently. I would have to 100% agree with you. I, I have no, no complaints about what you said. I legitimately think the best value signing is why am I blanking on the last rap? Right? Uh, why am I blanking on the last name? That's that is his last name. His first name's Taylor. I'm just I'm I'm just I I, got, I don't know what happened there. Brain <laughs> fart. But I think he's the best value signing for sure. Just I mean I I watched a little bit of him on the Rams. There's a screenshot. There's a there's a shot of him. Who's he playing against? Justin Herbert. They're against the Chargers, and he's like four feet in the air, like just about to go over the top of this defenseman and i'm like okay this guy's this guy's got some spunk i'm liking it i'm liking it a lot and then hardy i just i want to see a quick fast wide receiver kind of with more sure hands because uh mckenzie kind of had had some handling of the football issues you could say in the past couple years not only receiving but returning as well he fumbled quite a bit two seasons ago so i think it's just i think it's a better fit he's excited to be here he tweeted out as soon as he landed here um that he's excited. He's like, I don't, I don't want to see snow on the ground. And everyone's like, you gotta get used to it, man. It's gonna be here for eight, eight to ten months out of the year. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing 
like you said, Dom, his upside and what he can do for this offense because Josh does love guys like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree both of you, but like I'm just gonna say Damian Harris because I mean he brings a a new element that I feel like they've been lacking, or at least Josh has had to uh, be that bruising power back. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I also like to just point out, I, you know, we always kind of forget that this guy signed with the Bills because he, I mean, he was a free agent, but I mean, getting Jordan Porter on a contract two years, a little over $12 million total is just, that's just a wild contract. I'm sorry. That just shows you how brutal <laughs> free agency could be for like people that miss like the age curve. Um, so I feel bad for him for that perspective. I don't know, like if we like if we turn the question around and say well, like what was the worst signing? Like could you pick a worst? Well, I would say it worst is a very hard word. Like because like I don't again, I don't think they've had anyone where it's been like this is a terrible signing, but like I would say the Connor McGovern signing is compared to like Isaac Samolo, who signed with the Steelers, got a very similar contract and was probably the best guard on the market, in my opinion, from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I know he had a Liz Frank injury. I, I think some of it's kind of maybe the scared of the medicals, but comparing those contracts is tough value. So I, I would just say McGovern just because that's the most bread they handed out and like there might have been better other options. But They probably did that because he can play center too. That's true. Well, and also, you know, the Bills – I think we, we, we really saw a theme this year of them going after guys in their mid-20s who were just kind of going into like their fifth season, going into their primes, and maybe haven't hit their peak, have a little, have, have starting caliber experience, but also have the ability to like improve. I think that's a lot different from compensatory you know, years, picks. years before, you know, with Roger Saffold, kind of a opposite case of just kind of getting a guy that had experience, was kind of had your you thought you had your floor and then he just it's terrible. So it, I, I like the approach this off season because you're going to have to find cheap tech. Ta- uh, you know, free agency is a possibility where they could find cheap talent. And I mean, listen, they got Damien Harris for under $2 million, you know, Hardy's contracts pretty cheap compared to, you know, what could be Sherfield, you know, another, a guy that had 400 yards and three touchdowns last year, you know, for him to be under two mil as well. So, you know, Bargain bid hunting has looked pretty good so far for the Bills. Yeah, I think they got to watch some extreme couponers and really kind of figure out how to how to budget here because those people save hundreds, you know. But I really before, before we move on, can I just say I think Brandon Bean really does need to send a thank you card to the Houston Texans organization. Um, You're taking only, Motor in a way. Not only do they sign Motor to that contract, but they signed Case Keenum to that contract, which I don't really know who is who they were bidding against for Case Keenum services. Um, but it, it allowed, the, you know, the Bills to be, I believe, in a, yeah, a, the Bills to have lost te- technically three free agents and compared to the two that they gained. So they're positive in that, I guess, negative in that aspect. So they have currently the third round pick that Tremaine's going to gift them next offseason. So his loss will not be in vain. No. And that's, I think <laughs> that, that's a great point. I, I was very sad to see Tremaine go and you knew it was bound to happen. We talked about it right when it did. I mean, of his caliber calling plays at his age, like there's no way. And we said, 
out of the two, it'd be the easiest to keep Poyer and look at what ended up happening. I mean, we called it, we called it first, I think maybe, but it was, it was I just think the easiest was the, I, I guess easiest from money perspective was keep Poyer, but I think I, I, I just assumed Poyer was long gone. So like, I don't know. I think everyone did. He, everyone thought he was going to the Miami dolphins. I think even a lot of dolphins fans did. I'm going to be honest with you. Cause that's a lot of what the, the rumor mill was, is that he wanted to go somewhere warm and just he lives in florida anyway so why wouldn't you i have i have to ask you know mike proposed a question and now i must propose a question so now uh you know as being a loyal tremaine fan had his jersey for five years i am now a jersey bill's jersey free agent so i guess it's a two-part question should i if someone gets number zero for the bills should i get their jersey who should i need to hear it don't even need to hear it yes yes you get it like you don't, yes I, don't even, I don't even hear the other one, huh? Yes for zero or no? Yes, zero? yes for zero. I feel like it matters who it is. Well, I just picture you're gonna get a zero and it's gonna say like number one fan on the back or something, or like number one dad, like jersey. Yeah, it's someone already someone already customized one. It's a Bills jersey with a zero on the back and the nameplate that says Super Bowls. Ah, that's brutal. That, that is tough. So I saw that floating though, around today. Which people should I be considering? Well, here's the thing. I think you got to look for someone who's got longevity on the team. You want to get some use out of the jersey before they get turned over, right? Easy answer is Josh Allen. Okay. We know he's going to be here for a while. Another yeah, right. easy answer, Stefan Diggs, even though he's a diva in the offseason, we can't bear to lose him for money's sake. So you're not losing him. I mean, Dawson Knox, if he starts playing like a top tight end, you might he might stick around for a while. He's getting paid like one. Why don't um, you wait until the draft? That might be a big thing. Get a new guy, get the first round like, pick, and you know what? With him for five that's years. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I'll get a B. John Robinson jersey. There you go. Please don't. Please don't give me fire. In, in all honesty, with the whole <laughs> B. John Robinson thing, I don't think I don't think any of the Bills' moves squash really like they. I know. I think the majority of their picks are going to be defense, but I still think the first round pick could really be any position. Because like I don't, I don't think they made a single move that's like, all right, like if you draft Bijan Robinson, you cut Damon Harris. It's like, all right, you sign him for two million dollars. Like the same thing with like wide receiver, you just add another wide receiver to that room. I mean, you could probably keep six Sherfield as your six, so that doesn't change anything. Your interior offensive lineman that doesn't really change. Like that's just another piece, and then you know, offensive tackles, offensive tackles. So and then of course, obviously, there's holes on defense a little bit, especially up front in the front seven, but. Yeah, yeah. Ed Oliver might walk too, I guess. So he wants the he he's, he posted show me the money, and then everyone's like, oh, he's gone. No way. After the performance he's had, unfortunately. But I don't know. It's I just love free agency. I I can't really. It's just it's amazing. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's one of my favorite times of the season when there's no season. So because football is now a twelve month a year sport, because we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't. I mean, we struggle with it. July, we're grasping for straws on what to talk about, but I mean, we get True. it done. But what do you guys think? Just one one last hypothetical question for you, and then we can we can move along here because we we have a lot to cover. What is the like? I know we don't really have like a need, like you said, they're going BPA. What is your dream, like best player available to be available at pick twenty seven? To like for the Bills to get like who is your first rounder like if you had to pick anyone? Um, hmm, that's a tough question. 
I mean, you could be practical and go for like an offensive tackle. So like Dewan Jones or um the dude from Ohio State, Paris Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like you could be practical, but like I don't want to be practical. So what about like um Quentin Johnston or like Jordan Addison? Yeah, I mean both of them are interesting. Quinn Johnson's actually it's kind of funny. He's getting trashed because he's act- for being such a big body, he's actually really bad at contested catches, which is kind of funny. But I would say I think Jackson Smith Jigba, just because I think he's the kind of guy that really fits with, would fit with Josh the you know short area quickness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also maybe potentially an offensive tackle like Darnell Wright, you know, Mike mentioned a couple, but if we're really being honest and we're being completely unrealistic, probably a guy like Will Anderson, you know, just falls all the way to 27 <laughs> from my top five pick. But if we're being, if, if you know, if he answers your question truthfully, it's that one. But if we're being marginally realistic and trying to be like people that could be in the range, I think Smith Jigba, but I think, I think he may have of his performances in the combine on pro day may have moved up too far. So, um. yeah, no, Jigba would be mine. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Jigba guy. I, I like it. I, he, the, the, <laughs> I just, there, there's, there's something about him and you said he's very quick, but you're absolutely right. in the fact that he outperformed and has shot him. Kind of like a slot receiver that you'd be having since uh, Cole Beasley. Unless you want to make Khalil Shakir your slot receiver. I mean, I don't know. Maybe use him more than like two games this season, and we could see. I mean, tr- you try him in a couple places, right? Maybe yeah. use who we draft. That'd be kind of exciting, wouldn't it? Instead of having him ride the bench. I don't know. Or we force feed Diggs for the first half of the season, and the second half he's invisible. It's because everyone knew we were going to force feed him. They could read that like a book. Because Guppy Davis was, was had flippers. The ball was slipping through his hand. He couldn't grab anything. I don't yeah. know. Just getting fired up about last season. But, Dom, if you want to take us through this comp pick bingo, what, 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 what is this? A bit. Yeah, I, I, I briefly touched on it. Um, Pretty much uh, you have to um, you have to get lose more freedoms than you acquire, and there's a certain threshold of, of salary. Um, so, like Damon Harris, Trent Surfield, Taylor Rapp, um, they do not qualify because they didn't make enough money based off their snap count. I, I don't fuck. I don't know the whole logic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice save. Um, so they. Um, Wait, are you sputtering here? What's going on? Do you, do you not know? Do you not know what's happening? Yes, yeah, so they lost three free agents in Keenum, Singletary, and Edmonds, and then they gained McGovern and Hardy. So it's. Obviously, they lost three game two, so they would have the compensation from the. I think it's interesting that they get the compensation from the top guy, so it would be the third round pick from losing Tremaine. Um, so I think that's exciting. So yeah, the same to look out for. Um, so then talking, obviously, you know, Dean really talked about that when we talked about the Taylor Raps having it being under the threshold, so you'd still have potentially comp pick in play. And then so talking more about you know Bean and McDermott, they were obviously. At the, the meeting, the meetings in, I believe it was Arizona, uh, yeah, NFL meetings, um, Phoenix. And then, so they talked a lot of, they really made an emphasis on Josh taking less hits while mm-hmm. still being Josh. I, th- I think, I think basically every fan can, uh, agree with that. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page with that one. Week one, he's stiff arming people, you know, like, okay, all right. 
you can show off, right? You can do that, but let's just let's let's let someone else take the big hits. That was my big draw for Derrick Henry, honestly, right? Because you um you have someone as big as Josh built like a linebacker, right? And just big. And he's going to take those power hits. You don't have to send your quarterback as your power runner. I think Harris can definitely take some of the the, the kill off of him. You know what I mean? You're not going to risk his body as much anymore, that's for sure. And maybe utilize the two pass-catching running backs on some screen passes instead of, you know, drafting one and just he fumbles on the first touch of his career and then you sit him, you throw him in a darkness retreat like Aaron Rodgers for a couple weeks. It's just, I, I can't get behind that. But I'm... I'm all for Josh Allen not taking as many hits because we want him to be Josh Allen as long as Josh Allen leave possible because he's going to age out of it at some point, right? We, we, he's going to become – he can't do this for the rest of his career. He's already in year six. So he's in I, his I think prime right now. He's in his prime. But as we'll find out later in the show – we have a little. We have a new segment. Dom has created. Listen, for us. man. We don't want. We don't want this conversation a couple of years to you know potentially be him involved in that segment. So we don't. We don't. PHP. We don't want him past his prime. All right. Like that. We can't have that. Especially the way he plays. We cannot. So, just a quick question. I know we've had a lot of quick questions in this segment. We're catching up. It's been a while. DeAndre Hopkins. Ate some poppy seeds on a bagel last year, apparently. Was suspended for some peds in his system, right? A lot of people want him to come to the Bills. Uh, he was a, he's, he's a favorite to land here, honestly, betting odds-wise. I don't see it happening at all. It's be, Honestly, if we're talking winter storm-wise here, all right, we have a watch and then an advisory. It was a watch for a while, right? It was a watch for a couple weeks. We are merely at an advisory right now. The storm is moving eastbound, right? It's going that way. So, I I don't think it's going to happen personally. What are your, what are your guys' thoughts, opinions on DeAndre Hopkins officially or not officially? Possibly, it probably, probably won't happen. I doubt it will happen. But I mean, Would you want it to happen? I feel like a mid round, like a fourth, fifth round pick, sure, because he's a starting caliber wide receiver. And then if he's double teamed, then you have Diggs one on one, and vice versa, and it just gives you another legit top target to throw to. I mean, yeah, he'd be expensive, but um, like. I think he'd probably do really good. You just got to have him and Diggs buy into the fact that none of them are going to get like a billion targets, which they probably both want. So that might be a big issue. Yeah. It would just kind of be like compensation, how much salary comes back. I I think the Bills are in a position where they need Arizona to eat salary, but they also know the market. um, So they probably don't want to give up a lot of capital at the same time. So I think the Bills are just kind of chill if – Staying path for now and just kind of waiting. I mean, we 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 seen it in free agency with how they wait for the market to kind of settle on some guys like Poyer, Rap Harris. I think this is the same kind of situation. They've kind of set their 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 price uh, that they're willing to pay for Hopkins and with the salary, and it's kind of just now up for Arizona to either accept or move on to another offer. Yeah. I what mean, I wanted that to happen, I mean, it would be sick. I mean, in my dreamland, like, I mean, having Hopkins and Diggs, like, those are two yeah. top top dogs, like, come playoff time. You know, Diggs and Hopkins as your top two kind of, I think, instantly makes you up there with the Hill and Waddle, Chase and Higgins, and the, you know, top receiver, top, you know, receiver duos in, in the entire league. Yeah, I just, I think, as Mike alluded to, and you too, that it would be, 
I don't want to say divas, but like two very type A personalities wanting wanting their share. And if they don't get it, I feel like that might cause some internal issues. So um, I don't know. I, I would like to, as you said, Dom, Dreamland, I would love it. I really would. I'd love to have a stacked wide receiver core in Dreamland. It's like the same draw as OBJ, right? I mean, look at him in his career. Yes, he's coming back from an injury, but another all-star wide receiver. It'd be great to add to the roster, but it's just like we're working with what we got at this point. And Davis had an off year. Don't count him out just yet. Like, kind of, I think you got to wait a little bit here. And I don't think, as being said, we're not going to see a blockbuster. So um, I wouldn't be holding your breath, any of you Buffalonians out there wanting D hop. So we'll see him go somewhere else, I feel like. But anything else, fellas? Any Welcome other back, thoughts? Jordan Phillips. Yes. More recent news. Jordan Phillips is back. Is he back? I just thought he went on a visit. No, he's back. They signed him one year, three mil. He's back like we're back this week. He's back. Wait, like right now? Yeah, they yeah, saw, earlier it, today. I saw it on my Instagram earlier today. Yeah, they Good. signed him. I literally sent it. Just ignore guess, me. It's okay. I know I I'm irrelevant. I followed this, this, this page today, Satire NFL. So I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be interesting. Lightning McQueen went to the Chargers. Like, it was just, wow. like, random, random stuff. Like, it was funny, though. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. What, Lightning McQueen to the Chargers? No. <laughs> no. I'm just <laughs> I mean, I guess the name of the game for Jordan Phillips is just consistently at this point, like, an injury. It's like, last year, he obviously had that torn rotator cuff that made him just a complete liability on the field. Um, and then, obviously, his previous stops in Buffalo, he had, I think he had close to 10 sacks one year, but. I think nine and a half. But, like, a lot of them were in, like, five games worth. Didn't like, he like, a four-sack game? Yeah, like, he just didn't – he just needs to be more consistent. And I guess it's interesting what they're going to do with the D-tackle room. Like, I guess, are you really going to run it back? I mean, you have Phillips settle, took a pay cut. Oliver is going to look, look like they're going to stay. Obviously, they have Daquan Jones to stud. Like, I don't know. I, I guess they're going to run it back. I just feel like that that room was really, other than Daquan Jones, from my opinion, really underachieved last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I, I still feel like that could be maybe a position where they invest a, a draft pick in, like a true. Because the problem really is both Phillips, Settle, and Oliver are all like that three-tack, get up the field, de-tackle. And only really Daquan Jones is kind of that one-tack, you know, kind of takes on block, eats up blocks kind of defensive tackle. And if he gets injured like he did and missed the Bengals game, they're kind of exposed there. So I, don't know. I I do have one one more little hypothetical for you guys. All right. So the Bills in recent years, when they haven't really had a quarterback or an offense, they've had a very good offensive line and defensive line, right? We've had some stars on there. If if you had to bring back one defensive lineman, let's say from the drought era, pre post Super Bowl era, right? One defensive lineman anywhere on the line, edge rusher, whatever, and one guy on the offensive line. I'll start. I'll tell you who it is, right? So I might get some flack for this one. All right. First of all, defense Mario Williams. A lot of people are saying Marcel Darius. Okay. Marcel Darius was Big presence on the line, but I'm going Mario Williams. I think he's maybe Kyle Williams. I don't know, but Mario Mario's my pick. And then on offense, this is where it gets interesting. All right. I know this guy's has some issues. Bullygate, you know, all that, all that jazz. 
Richie Incognito. I would I would bring him back on the O line. From the drought era. From the drought. I mean, Eric Wood probably would be who I would bring back Dude, in the drought era. But you do know you do know that in the drought era, the Bills had like prime young Jason Peters, right? I, I did that. forget about that until you just mentioned literally that. Literally yeah. Hall of Famer. Didn't like, he start as a tight end? Yes, undrafted tight end. Like literally, <laughs> he could put Jason Peters at left tackle. You can move Dawkins to either right tackle or he played guard in college. Like, yeah, you might be having a little bit. Dawkins would have a tough time adjusting, but Jason Peters is literally a Hall of Fame left tackle. Like, I he, forgot about Jason Peters. I'll give you that. So I think, I, I think I, that is I, the easiest pick for offensive linemen. Now, I changed my answer. Ball. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I'll cook. I mean, Defensive Richie Incognito is second for me, though. Defensive line is tough because Mario was pretty good. I, I think you'd have to go Mario. Either that or, yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with he got stuck by the Ryan brothers. Once he, if he played in the system, I think he would be pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they moved him to outside linebacker. Hey, man, yeah. he was a good coverage linebacker. What can they say? They four, three, they three, four. Skills more than his pass rushing ability, apparently. Apparently. Cool. What about you, Mike? Yeah, um, I'll stick with. Um, I'll I'll go Eric Wood just because I think um, center is more of a need than left tackle right now. Um. Not that Mitch Morse isn't bad, but I think Mitch Morse just should retire, like for his own safety. Honestly, like that man yeah. gets another concussion. Like, I... look at you looking out for player player safety. And then um, defense, I'll go. I'll go for that team leadership, veteran leadership, Kyle Williams, man. I my favorite, one of my favorite Bills plays of all time is putting him in as running back. That still resonates with me to this day. That was, I, I remember I when know. he scored a touchdown. That was pretty good. Yeah. Play running back. What? He wasn't a running back. He was the fullback. Fullback. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. So a rushing touchdown. Oh my God. All right. But now we're going to move on to the faint heart beating Sabres for a playoff race at this point. But before we do, I would like to bring up the sports bring people together podcast. You should listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports and who knows where the chats will take you, but sports got us all here together in the first place. Find the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or simply visit sportseplus.com. And now we are going to move on to our Buffalo Sabres who are plugged into the life support system at this point, hanging out for dear life. Uh, there is still a chance. Everything else has to come crumbling down for everyone else. And we need to actually consistently play well. But I, I get, there's one positive, uber positive outlook here. And I know we're a little late to the party on this one. I wish I could play the hallelujah chorus right now, you know, just the hallelujah, because Devin Levi has arrived in Buffalo. He's officially here. And that is, we've been talking about it. We were literally, didn't we talk about it the day it happened with Harrington, Dom, like before? Yeah, we talked about how it was, it was eventually going to happen because he was already out of the tournament by then. It was kind of just Wayne's, you know. It was the well, day. It was, it was debatable if he was going to go play in Rochester or he was going to go play in Buffalo. And obviously, um, you know, he got his. I, I was. I don't want to say got his way because that sounds weird, but Levi's in Buffalo, and I think that was kind of his leverage is that he wanted to, you know, start in Buffalo and. They had to win the is. fans back somehow, man, and I think they they kind of have. But what were your overall thoughts? Just kind of rumbling through your mind as soon as you saw that that I saw that tweet come out, and it was just like Kevin Kevin Adams cooked. Like he cooked, and I, I was so I was excited to see it. Um, I think it's it's good because I mean obviously he's our hopeful franchise goaltender that we've been lacking for the past decade. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Do you I think we'll pers- see him on Friday when we go. Um, there's a legit shot, I think, but I'm definitely on the boat of that he should be in Rochester right now. Mm. And honestly, I think he should be in Rochester all of next year. And then 24, mm. 25 is when you see him make his NHL debut. Because I don't know, it's just weird with goalies. Because we've seen like Carter Hart and Spencer Knight, like they were good, like when they first came out, and then they like have slumped. And you know, usually you see goalies, they don't really become consistent guys until they're like 24, 25, 26. So I think, I think it's just too important of a position. He's too important of a prospect to rush in and just let him get caved in. You know, cause like, I don't, I don't really trust this defense and you know, can you really expect a 21 year old to stand on his head in his first NHL game? Like, yes. No, <laughs> let's, I, just, he, let's just tank the confidence right off the bat. Yeah. He's, he's easily the most important player. I, I, he's now on the saber. So it's kind of weird to say this, but he's still, I would say the most important. He hasn't played a game yet. So a, the player that hasn't played, Prospects that have not played in Buffalo yet, he's easily the most important because he's like one done. If they don't get, if he doesn't perform, they don't really have anyone behind him in the prospect rankings that can, you know, be that guy. Be the starting line in. Okay. Listen, they have a pick. Role they could call up at any point. Yeah, the, the dude that consistently has, I think, I, I looked at the stats. Like someone tweeted the stats of Lennon, and he has like an eight sixty seven save percentage throughout like every league he's been in this year. So nice, yeah. If, you're, if that gets you um, second round pick, awake in the morning, yeah, second round pick over some pretty good players that were on, that were on the board at the time. But whatever, you know, in Adams we trust. But you know, Levi's obviously the most important player. Not hasn't played a game yet, and I think it's exciting. I think that when you see him sign, it's just excitement because you, obviously he could have came back and you really would have sweated it out. You know, it's happy that someone wants to be part of the organization and everything he said so far seems to be pretty legit. I would say I I would agree with Mike in the stand of I think he'll play in Rochester next year, but I do think he'll have an opportunity to potentially play meaningful games next year for the Sabres. I think they'll give him that opportunity. Um, I, I like that he's up here now just because Craig Anderson's here and like you have some veterans and you could get a game or two in. But kind of as Mike's, it's interesting. You don't want to tank the confidence. And also, I think what's hard with goalies is that you could kind of surprise people, and then all of a sudden, people have a scouting report on you. And once they get an actual, like, you know, it's kind of like the other night when the Sabres lost in the shootout, like with Lucas Ruzek, I he should have been a shooter because there's no way the Canadians have a scouting report on what he does in a shootout. There's just no way. So, like, that's why you always kind of do that. I mean, it's like Granada should have done that. But it's like with Levi, I think – they're going to be breaking down college film on him, you know, to prepare for him. If some, if he's going to start, like once he gets actual game experience, people are going to be able to figure out really what his weaknesses are, what his true weaknesses are. And then they're going to be able to exploit it. Like, is he bad glove side? Is he bad blocker side? That kind of stuff. And that, that could, that could be dangerous if he plays actually too much, I would say uh, this season. Yeah. As, as nice as it is, uh, as nice as it is to see him here and on the team, it is nerve wracking because you're absolutely right. And he could get 10 goals scored on him. Right. And because he's just, he's, he's not up to speed yet. And there, there he goes. His career is over. He's, he, he can't, his well, ment, he's right. got a mental block where he cannot get past it. Right. I, of course, very extreme scenario. That's not going to happen. Better hope ESPN doesn't interview him because they'll just keep saying, uh, listen, like all Eric ESPN, Comrie, all every ESPN question, knows. 10 goals, 10 goals. Like, Bro, that's why ESPN sucks at hockey. Like, ESPN is so overrated. Stephen A. Smith said it himself. 
all he knows about hockey is that the hockey puck is black. So that's that's what we're dealing with here on ESPN sports coverage of hockey. So, it, I mean, I we we could do better. I think I might make a sales pitch to ESPN on this one and be like, listen, they have a show. Me. The point is on like once every like month. That's the problem. I don't, don't care. They don't care. That, that all aside, yes, NHL doesn't care. They made a deal with fanatics for their jerseys. Yeah, because they really cared. They would have gotten like CCM or something. But no, let's get fanatics. It's all about money. It's all about money. That's that's it at the end of the day. Loving your contract with fanatics. Kidding me? Sorry. I mean, that NHL wonders why MLS is catching up to them. You're right. Hockey's a great sport. It's just like, listen. I, MLS is on the rise. Ted Lasso's out. People are loving it. Like it, it's it's people are going crazy okay, for maybe it. Maybe with I, that new stadium, Buffalo gets an MLS team. Maybe. What would we call them? The Stampede. Buffalo FC or FC. Do Buffalo? we sponsor them? Do we have our logo on their jersey? Is the real question. Can we yeah. afford that? Yeah, do that's we the have question. Like do we have multi-million dollars. We to each spend? can take out a mortgage for eight hundred thousand dollars, and no, it'd be it. more than that. Are you kidding me? You think? Probably. Oh, I mean each. Yeah, it'd still be more than what would that be? Two point four million. Definitely. Even not even like under the armpit. You don't think they would do it? Okay. Why okay. do you want that? It's a terrible spot. Oh. Why would you waste two point four million dollars on? Oh, you know, back to I, just, I can't with that. Back to Devin Levi. I think it can destroy his confidence, but I also think he might exceed expectations. But while Dom, I didn't even think about what you were saying about the scouting reports until you said it. So it was just. That's a whole nother thing on top of it. It's gonna. It's just going to be interesting to see how he adapts right away if he looks like very different positions, right? Owen Power came into the league last year, played eight games, of course, very small sample size. But you could tell right away that he was he's made to be there, right? And, yes, he made some mistakes even this season. His confidence hasn't faltered. He's been a pretty consistent kid all year round, right? Younger than us. Um, Levi... I think can have the same type of a thing. I think he's excelled so much at the position already for his age where he might not be up there with NHL co-attending yet, but I think he can make a mark and kind of show like, okay, he's going to, he's going to be sticking around here. So I think that's more of what's going to happen. I would hope to not see your confidence scenario happen because that would be detrimental to the city of Buffalo might burn down. You know, we finally get our goalie since Ryan Miller and this happens, but I think it'll be okay at the end of the day. I will say this. I have I'm firmly now on the bandwagon of the Sabres should trade for UC Soros. Because <laughs> UC oh, Soros yeah. has been pretty nice said he watches Devin, you know, one of the best goaltenders in the league, watches Devin Levi. Soros, you know, undersized goaltender. I think he's actually under six foot. Levi, I think, is a shade over six, so I think he's six one. So like two smaller goaltenders in the league. I think he could actually be a really good mentor for for Levi. And I mean, they could help each other, I guess, vice versa. I mean, Jake Ottinger, one of the best goalies in the league said that Levi was a quote-unquote stud. So I, th- I think the expectations are kind of through the roof. I mean, he's one of the best goalie prospects. Coming through on pick. I know. I mean, good By for Florida. him. I mean, he's dominated, he's dominated everywhere, every stop he's been in since he's been drafted. So I think it's going to be a, a intriguing to see him take on, you know, the NHL level. Oh, and hopefully they're in person. I mean, that would be a pretty sick memory. Not that – who, we were talking the other night. Who we saw Jack Quinn's first first game, right? Mm-hmm. Mike, do you remember? Yeah, he almost missed his first goal because I was buying. Conce- I was either in the like bathroom oh, or like concession or something. No, I don't know. You went to go get a popcorn. Ah. Yeah, nice popcorn. And then, Dom, we saw Owen Powers' first home game. 
So, like, we've seen a couple. I saw Jason Pominville's last home game. Did he save That's himself in that game? Cool. What's that? Did he save himself in that game, too? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, brutal. God. It is brutal. But I think I think if we could see him on Friday. A Sabres legend, like a legit Sabres legend. Yeah, you know, all the great things he's remembered by. Just, you know, it's a tough moment to save yourself, but it is. I, I digress. I digress. I, you know, he's wearing 27. I, I, it's a very interesting numberish choice. Uh, I, was, Goalie Academy, as I, I like said. the, I like the, the story <laughs> behind it, though. Listen, we need, we need Gergensons to leave and Coolidge to wear 28. So then we get Coolidge yes. 28, Levi 27, Darlene 26, Power 25, Cousins 24. Your boy Samuelson twenty three, Quinn twenty two, and then blank because Kyle also is twenty one. Wait, why? What? What's the difference? What do you mean? That's he just wants he wants straight numbers. I want cool. I want like the stud, like all the young studs to be like in a line. Like, Coolidge got... fifty two. Are you kidding me? It was Coolidge. No, he's not. He's gonna mark my words. Then we got fifty three, fifty two. Yes, he's gonna wear fifty two. Okay, we'll see. Manage the voice in Rock ninety three. Are we? Are we? Is that a friendly wager between you two on that one? No, I already. Owe, I'm already gonna own five bucks from Florida. Probably not make it one of the Stanley Cup this year. So nah, that was a good bet, man. What a gamble! Oh my god, that's that, a good bet. At the time, again, like honestly, that was legit. Like you had the favor for that, and then I mean, they won the President's Trophy. I thought they. I thought they. Yeah, were, and then I'm they, sorry. they hired Paul Maurice. Yeah, once that happened, I should have just paid you the five bucks. So. We're anyway, back on topic. In all seriousness, though, but no, I, I think I think uh, so. Going, you know, I guess transitioning, I guess a little bit from Levi to just like another reason, I guess you could associate Levi with this is just they're already they're they're out of the race pretty much. Um, I mean, unless a miracle happens, and so I think I, that's I believe in miracles. Like, I believe also, like I think that was a. The situation where you didn't want to put Levi in during the race potentially because you didn't you wanted your best chance of winning and you couldn't tell if it was Levi, even though it probably honestly might be. Um so I, I guess that's also added pressure is they're just you know, they're just I think they're playing a little bit more loose now. I think the pressure to try and get to the playoffs a little bit got to them. I think that's a really good experience. Um so hopefully next year when they're in the you know, probably a similar situation that they understand how they, you know, you know, fault last year this year and you know it, it gets good experience for next year yeah, yeah i i think just talking about like playoffs and stuff we've said this a couple times it was not an expectation for this season to have a playoff berth right wild card or not yeah it was an expectation to see improvement which we have seen i think in a multitude of ways this is an extra add-on if it doesn't happen yes am i going to be disappointed but am I going to be like, oh, we tanked, Granado's gone, like all that? Absolutely not. I, I think this season, I'm going to quote the Incredible Hulk in Avengers Endgame here. I see this as an absolute win. So, I I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see the future, too. We have a great prospect pool still that needs to play, honestly, so. Honestly, something I didn't expect was that Ryan Johnson will sign with us at some point. Hopefully. I thought he was a goner. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, nice. play frozen, they play in the Frozen Four this week in Minnesota does, and who knows? Maybe it's kind of a power situation where he also signs and gets some oh. games in. One last thing, kind of do a shout out to uh, our Canisius College rep here in the middle. Oh, um, 
you sure. know, they 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 had a two one lead, um, two two, and then uh, your your buddy there got a nice uh, targeting okay. penalty, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that was it for that. <laughs> yeah, well, <after laughs> literally, that literally clear. nail in the coffin. Oh definitely. my god! Yep, Killed we're not, them. We're not gonna talk about eight to two, eight to two, six unanswered goals in the third was, period. I'm pretty sure it was nine to two. So, um, whatever it was, it was brutal. That was a brutal third period for Canisius. Yeesh, yeesh. Listen, what a call out! Oh my god! Listen, listen. Brutal. At least we made the tournament. You did beat Niagara, so. And we were on ESPN. And you got caved in on ESPN. Hey, listen. We showed a lot of heart. Okay. You got caved in. Not a good look for Atlanta hockey. <sighs> you got a point. You put the number one overall seed to a 3-2 game after two periods, I consider that to be a win. So, you know, but back, did you win? I'm just, I'm, you know what? Yeah. But did I you win? Have, I, did I'm they win? transition us back to the Sabres. Um, you know, I can't believe the Sabres are going to be the, the top of the team that's going to give me solace right here in this moment, but... Jack Quinn, you know Jack Quinn, my guy. I want to. I want to give a shout out to Jack for just shouting out people. Jack Quinn, I think he's the best two way forward on the team right mm-hmm. now. I would Which agree. Is kind of remarkable to say, seeing that I think everyone expected him to kind of be a one way goal scorer going up in the prospect pool, especially last year with the Amherst. But you know, he's a two way stud, and um, yeah, I think I think he's going to be a, one of those guys that could potentially. I I don't think he'll ever win the Selkie because it's the center's award. But I think he could be up there, kind of like in that Mark Stone st- territory of being getting like actual top five, you know, finishes potentially. No, yeah, I, I, I think it. he's exceeded expectations, like you said. You know, it's meant to yeah, be. It's funny how like when it was the pick, it was like everyone was like, "Oh my god, we've got Jack Quinn," and now it's like, you know, we expected him to kind of be like um like a Jeff Skinner type player, like he was just like a goal scorer, but he's actually you know developed nicely into a well-rounded player i think we can say the same like kind of like peyton krebs how you know when we got him he was like a top six projected prospect and now he's kind of like that third line center and dom shook his head on that one no i agree yeah yeah krebs has been a little iffy but yeah i think he's been fine no i I think i think of krebs this is going to be I think he's made such strides overall from like last year. Like I, the talk going into the season was, is he going to even be? Should he even be on the roster? Should he be in Rochester, especially if he struggles early on? And now it's like he's now solidified himself as a legit NHLer. It's now how high is his ceiling going to be offensively? Like we already know his floor of that bottom six center, but I also think it's it's also up to Adams to kind of give him options next year bottom of the lineup to have more offensive potential with him because right now he's stuck with Gregson's and Oposo, which like what are you gonna do? And then occasionally well he'll get a shift with Middlestad and Olsen. Like he doesn't he never really gets I think that's really been the biggest whiff from my opinion is that with Tage going down, I would have liked to see Krebs kind of take that role of next to Tuck and Skinner for a game to see how what could happen, but Granados love a middle stand, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, every good thing he does, 10 extra games, and that's that accumulated over time. So he's got another season at least. So I think right. we're gonna be so I, I got three questions. We talked a lot of questions about the Bills. Now I got three, I got three kind of kind of interesting questions. So the first question, 
Who do you think is more important to the future success of the organization? Don Granado or Kevin Adams? Kevin Adams. Adams. Because I, I think, think he's brought in the right people. Like, he's drafted well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the question with Granado is, yeah, he's a great developmental coach, right? But game time decisions and whatnot, that's a lot of, like, pulling goalies. Like, I mean, we're already seeing that. Like, I think that's kind of where people are nervous. Like, yes, he's great at developing players, but can he take us all the way? But I think Adams is definitely more important. I would agree. I think Adams is more important from the perspective of, I think he has to add more to this roster, but I think eventually he is going to have to do the unpopular, like probably the unpopular thing in the locker room and get rid of Granado. And it's just like the, the, it's just kind of a situation of when is the best time. Like obviously not this year because that you know, um, he's the, the last year's improved. Next year if they miss the, I, I don't want to scapegoat him either. I think it's interesting if they're ever going to be able to, if, you know, Adams ever going to be the GM to, to get rid of Granado. To be honest, I think it's an interesting. I, I don't know, but Adams is most important just because you know I, I just think the GM is more important than the coach in this aspect of you know, the future. Um, so my second question, you had to keep two players for next season out of Casey Middlestat, Victor Olsen, Henry Yukiharu, Eric Conley, and UPL. What two players are you, are you having gun to your head, having to keep on, on the roster? On the, NHL roster, on the NHL roster, you can't put um, that's cheating. God, that's, oh my God. Um, Honestly, I'll keep the tandem. Really? Oh my gosh! You should keep the goalie tandem. Yeah, I I, I hate that. Casey Milstead and Victor Olsen. Not hate, but I, they need to go. I did not expect that. And Yoki Haru then? Yeah. Wow, I did not expect that. I'm with Mike tandem. on this one. Casey Milstead's a whiff. Ninety. I know. Of like Olafson only scores on an open net ninety percent of the time. Like it's just like I feel like. Depends on do, is next season's plan the way I want it to go or Levi's in the minors all year, or is he getting a chance? Because mm. that depends. Well, I, I, say, I mean, cause Comrie's honestly, he's not a bad backup. I would, say, I, I would say, I would say not, not very good in general. Try and be I think if they bring in a third goalie, yeah, I'd keep the tandem. Actually, you know what? No, just do it. Do whatever you want. I'm sticking with the tandem. Honestly. Yeah. There's no way they're getting rid of Milstead realistically. No, I would I'll, say, Gun to my head, if I had to keep two of them, I would keep Comrie and Yoki Haru. Because I think Comrie's a decent backup who can easily be waived. UPL can probably be waived back to the AHL. And Olus has just got an easy out for me because I think even Granados is good of him. I would get rid of Milstead strictly because Granados in love with him and I need to move on for him. Now, does Casey Milstead prove he proved to me that he could be a good third liner? Absolutely. But to me, I just can't trust Don Granado with him at all. Like he's playing first line center now because Casey Millsat. Like I don't understand how you, he, Casey Millsat didn't play center for like a month, and then all of a sudden he's playing center and centering the top line. Like you had Payne Krebs right there. All you had to do was just have Krebs be the number one center. Like I don't understand that, and just have Gergensen slide over to that be that fourth line center. Like it, I would give it a Millsat just because of that. Comrie is better than UPL right now, so I would do that. And then Yoki Haru, I'll keep Yoki Haru because for my money, Stillman, you know, looking back at that, that's a great trade right now. I'm going to be honest. 
But I do think Ryan Johnson signs, but I think there's a real chance Ryan Johnson in the AHL next year because they're going to slow his development down, even though I think he's pretty pro-ready. And then I just don't know if you could if you if they're going to do that. I don't know if I could get rid of Yoki Haru and create like a kind of like a depth hole on my roster. If that's the true, point. yeah, that's that true. makes sense. I just don't like middle stat. I my guess I just play. feel like you can get more value for middle stat Olfson. Yogi Haru than you could if you were to get rid of like Luke and Comrie. So, yeah, I mean, like, realistically, all five of them probably wouldn't want to be on your roster next year. Like, if you really want to be a playoff team, but like, probably all of them will be on the roster next year. Yeah, if we're being realistic. Well, if we're being realistic, I think one of the goalies is off. I think Olsen's off. I think that those, like, I think that really realistically happens. Yoki Haru and Mills have to know where they're moving on from, unfortunately. Last question. Before I do the would you rather, I want to do a Sabres would you rather. Would you rather have Team A, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Owen Sabre Power, source. Yuri Coolidge? Nope, I changed it because I didn't I didn't like all of it. And <laughs> <Jimmy> Mar- <laughs> the Sabres. Team B, Dylan Cousins, Jeff Skinner, Rasm Staline, Matt Savoy, Jack Wynn. What was the first team? First team was Thompson, Tuck, Power, Coolidge, Paterka. I'm taking Team A. Yeah, Team A all the way. Jeff's going to age out. I think Power could equal Darlene. Thompson's better than Cousins. Offense. Yeah, I'll put Thompson over Cousins. I think Coolidge, Tom, Tom is the big Coolidge big is going to be thing. a stud. And then I think Paterka is going to be more consistent than Quinn. Would, would it matter if I changed Tuck and Skinner? No. Yeah, then I'd flip it, honestly. Oh, really? I think Jeff I, stands I, I, out because he's an age out. Honestly, God, I had the teams like that, and I flipped them at the end. I honestly, think I yeah. Lost, Jeff kind of makes it bad for me. I would agree with you on both. I just – well, I'll push back a little bit. Thompson, Cousins, I'll take Thompson. Tuck, Skinner, right now it's it's net equal, but I think aging out, you'd probably give it. Darlene is significant – I shouldn't significantly is a harsh word, but he's significantly right now better, more complete player than power. Yeah. Aging out, yeah, I think power could equal Darlene, but I think that's going to take a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savoy and Coolidge, I think that's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know really what to think about that because Coolidge is putting up numbers that not a lot of 18-year-olds have done in the HL. But then Matt Savoy also, after having that cold start, the beginning of the season is just going absolutely off in the WHL. That's going to be interesting how, how what they do with him because he has to go back to juniors next year because he can't go – um. He can't go to the AHL because of the stupid junior, whatever. The yeah. Hockey League rules. Quinn, though, I will say this. I totally disagree with you on your, your analysis on this, though. Quinn is right now better than Paterka. I think will always be better than Paterka. Because I think Paterka is solid, but like he, he's he's like he's average in his own zone and he needs to get a little bit more like a little bit better in the short areas offensively because he has good speed, but it seems like he's kind of a one trick pony. Quinn kind of learned how to play that for tracking, retrieving of the puck, puck, protect, mm-hmm. puck, puck management, puck protection game for Paterka. If Paterka can learn that, I mean, they're both going to be studs. You really can't go wrong with either team. Yeah, honestly. So, I, that's a that's a good problem to have to pick between those two, Yeah, honestly. Right. So, you know, we, we were off a little bit. So the goal leaders were this year, this year, gosh, this stretch was Skinner and Tuck with four and Skinner with seven. Joe had Skinner and Mitts. Mm-hmm. Mike, I don't even know if I want to read yours. Middle stat? I don't even. I had middle stat that when we did this like three weeks ago. Mike, no, Mike. you can say, "Hey, no, I have full confidence in Justin Greenway." Are you kidding me? 
I don't know if you're the position to bargain. And then I had Skinner and Darlene. So, Mike, just because you were just so off, which is kind of unfortunate because they both got injured, so it wasn't punishment your fault, but Bruh. you could go first. Um, talking, talking goals, Darlene points. I will do... Hmm. I'll do Cousins and Tuck. Joe? I will do... uh, I'm going to go Tucky and Tucky. I think he has a week. Dang, we're we're big Alex Tuck supporters this week. He's my jersey. Met his mom. Come on, I got to support. Come on. You we met his mom. mom. Come on, you can't leave me out of that story. We we met his mom. Yes, we were walking down. Mike, were you were you not here for this? Did you not hear this story? I guess not. So we were walking down the stairwell, and I have my new Tuck jersey on, and he goes, "This is behind us." I hear, "Go Tuck!" Right. So I turn around, I'm like, "Yeah, go Tuck." It's this old like middle aged woman, right? Like I'm like, okay, got to be just a regular fan. And then I'm like, I'd like to see another. He already had scored, so I'm like, I'd like to see another one out of him before the game ends. It'd be awesome. And she goes, how about two for a hat trick? I said, that'd be even better. It's fantastic. And then she goes, I'm his mom. Then it clicked. She Remember, she looked just like him. Do you remember? You go. Yeah. Stop. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> seeing her. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, we met talk some. I, nice. I kind of regret not pulling out the sharpie and asking for an autograph. I mean, hey, that would be so weird. That on so the back weird. of the Alex Tuck, assigned Alex Tuck jersey twist. It's his mother. Oh, I'm mom. so glad you didn't do that. But it's a one of a kind right there. That is. That is. I'd be the only one with that. You gonna get that framed? Yeah. Okay. I'd be the only one with that. So there's three games this week. We're gonna be at Saber. We're gonna be at Sabres game. We're gonna be at the Rangers home game on Friday. Then they're in Philadelphia, who they can never seem to beat on Saturday in a back to back. And then Tuesday, they're in Florida. Record one, 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 two and one. I'm gonna say they're gonna go one and two. Their only one will be Friday with a Devin Levi three nothing shutout win. A little Bushkin hat trick. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I need to change my pick then. I don't. I think I want to go Labushkin and uh, Tuck. Do you know what happens with a Labushkin hat trick at home ice? Well, or we'll Levi shut out. We'll, we'll, we'll let the fans spectate on what happens. Imagine that gummy bear playing three times in that arena. Can you imagine? No. Chairs would be ripped from the ground. It's not even funny. But I think. I think that does it, fellas. Is that is that the Sabres topic for the day? Anything else we want to toss in there? So, Mike, no. it's a big day for you, my friend. You have the Would You Rather. Oh, wait, we have an extra segment in there. We're not going right to trivia. But take us to the Would You Rather, and then we'll let Dom introduce his new segment. Yeah, we'll just do it real quick. Um, we'll, just, we'll just be frank with it here. Let's go. So you're like a Bills game. Mm-hmm. Would you rather it's the most exciting game of your life you know, it's like the Bills Chiefs playoff game, you know, super exciting, but it's like below freezing, pouring rain, super windy, just miserable conditions. Most exciting game of your life, though. Or the most boring game you've ever watched. Like, it's just like so uninterested, but it's like a beautiful day. Not a, not a cloud in the sky. It's like 70 degrees, perfectly comfortable. 
and just enjoy the weather. Enjoy the day. I, I guess my question is this. Do they win both games? Yeah. Oh, man, I'll, I'll take the bad weather. I said, we, Dom, you were at the Miami game too. I would rather sit in that all day when it's like exciting. Like they had the f- big final drive. Back and forth. It was cold, snowing. Yeah, that's better than uh, – I'm trying to think of an example of a, like a recent Bills game that was – The Titans game? That, no, that was like – No, that was a blowout. That was like 41 Yeah, I mean, then the backups went in. That was a nice night, in, though. The backups went nice. in. I, it was, okay, that was that weather, but it was like that wasn't a boring game. That was a very exciting game. Like I'm thinking of like a – you know what I'm thinking of? You know the, the when they beat the Jets the other like the one year where they, they won like 18-10, they kicked like six field goals. Yeah. That kind of game. But with that, yeah, I'm still taking the bad weather in the okay. I like I would, honestly I'd take the good weather. Like, you know, it'd just be enjoyable. Oh, okay. I feel like I'd just see, be I like the exciting game. Poor I like the exciting game. It, it it matters. If it's freezing raining, cold I... rain with like fifty mile an hour winds would just be I guess if it's that, I would agree. If it's like, just, it's just horrible. No, it's like rain and cold and like. Windy. Okay, then I'll take the good weather. I'll chicken out of that. I'm not. I'm not about the rain. I sat through that Colts game last year in the cold rain when they got stopped on. I'll take the exciting game. I feel like either way, either way. Right. So new segment. Mm-hmm. We've been consistently calling people past their prime. So I thought I'd make a new segment where one of us every week brings up a player, coach, whatever, GM, and puts them to the committee, and the committee has to unanimously agree to put them in the past of prime Hall of Fame. Okay. So I am first up, and I don't know who to pick. I was like, this is a lot of pressure. And then just the other day, this person was quoted about saying why their team's fans should be optimistic of saying, have you seen the last 25 years? My, my, <laughs> my first candidate, not maybe not the ideal First candidate, Bill Belichick. I could see oh. he's he's been five hundred over his last three years. I think so. take Brady I, I, away from Belichick and he's past. I just his don't prime. think he's ever going to get a contender back in New England. No, I agree with you. I I'll put him in the past his prime. Mike, wait, does that have to be football? That could be any sport. I just mm-hmm. what, 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 next next week you could have it, Mike. Oh, oh, I thought we were all doing it right voting. now. No, we just no, vote no, on no. it. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Put that in grave, Joe. Bill Belichick, the 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 first the the first member of the of the faster fry Write it on something. Wow, I love that. I love the fact that Bill Belichick's the first member of the fastest prime hall of fame. It's fantastic. I gotta get some theme music for this that we could play every time. Just like some goofy stuff. But Mike. Dom, that's a great segment. Mm-hmm. So you keep doing that. Mike, it's trivia time. Yes. The final um, thing. Of Looks like a dummy down. So. Stories on November 13th with lots of music, videos, and extras. Okay. He's just going to play gummy bear over gummy it. Bear. Yep, it's trivia time. Are you like. Yeah, talk over it. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. Come on, you're good. You're okay. Good. No idea so <laughs> we all know we all know Stefan Diggs has the most receiving touchdowns in a single season for Bill's history. But who is he tied with? Bill Brooks. Yes. Yeah. I feel like these questions are easy this time just because like they're kind of ones that came across quick. 
but yeah, it is. What if I have an internet delay, man? I, I didn't even have a chance to answer that one. That was rapid fire from Dom right now. All right, Kiko. I'm sure, next time. I'm sure the next one will be simple because, like, I saw um um a post about it right after it happened. So Ro- Rusek had two points in his debut. Oh my God, who's the last saber to have two points in their debut? Oh, do you know it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably saw the post, Joe. I don't know. I didn't see a post. I have no idea. Uh, Nineteen ninety-nine, some guy named Maxim Afeniganov mm-hmm. against Boston. Two for two. Can, can I can I finish the cap off the perfect trivia? No, yep. not. All right. Third question. <laughs> this one's like just really random. I think it's kind of funny though. What's the Bandit's current record? Eleven and three. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. They weren't very difficult. Now, you know what? You that know one what? was kind of difficult. The only that was kind of a trick one. Trap card. The only I wanted, to say, I wanted to say. You know what? Next week, I'll come in with three extremely difficult questions. God. For Jesus. you. All right. Without further ado, that's going to end it for this edition of the Buffalo Union Podcast. And Dom? How do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. We're not getting to go Sabres today, Mike. What's going on? Oh, go Sabres. Sorry, I started zoning (laughs) out.